All right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We have some returning guests. Strike the Tower. We had them on about a year and a half ago. Had a really, really good conversation. And we've we're this is with COVID coming in. It's just we were talking about how that was affecting them. Well, now we are out of that. So now concerts are back on. We're able to have events again. And they've got new music that they're going to be working on. They've got new concert dates coming on. And they've also got a new band member to introduce. So at this time, I said, let's get ready. They're going to, we are going to find out who, whose faces are melted, whose asses are kicked. I go, we're going to be talking with Strike the Tower. And that is right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name's Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century. Let me out. gentlemen welcome back to the show it's been a week what, how's everybody been doing Wonderful. Just i i hate mechanics Nothing. it's it's annoying when like you go to fix something in your truck and you, oh hey you need a special tool why oh just because fuck you that's why i was like all right cool so i'll spend 100 bucks on a tool <laughs> i'm going to use like once a couple years awesome appreciate it man <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> exactly what it is man it's annoying you, Chris, everything good? Just peachy. Everything's good. Yeah, just, just going to sit there in silence. <laughs> just wonderful. I said wonderful first, and you didn't hear me, <laughs> so I'm going wonderful. Let's not keep strike the tower away. That's right. Let's bring them on right now. Gentlemen, what is going on? What's up, guys? Long, up? Long, long time no see. back. So, so um, first off, introduce a new member of the band. I said something last time. So, hi, I'm Jester. Wait, what this band? Jeremy and uh, I'm I'm a special toolmaker for auto mechanics. <laughs> Fantastic. Fucking hate it. Yeah. It's like, what do you guys do for a living? Well, we're all mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Engineers, man, engineers for. So, so, last time we talked, we talked a little bit before the show. Last time we we talked to you guys, COVID just rocked the music scene. I mean, this was just. I mean, you want to talk about just a left hook out of nowhere? I mean, nobody really saw this coming, and it was just like I mean, abrupt. I mean, you guys had 
if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had nine dates lined up and almost all of those were canceled within like a short period of time. And that, um, yeah, so I mean, and, and 10 uh, to be announced. Wow. It, you know, and most people, yeah, most people don't, I mean, they don't understand. I mean, it's just, it's, you're like, yeah, it's just a thing. It's like, well, when you're trying to get your name out there, you're trying to get on the scene. It's, it's one that's, it's really hard. I mean, cause if nobody's, nobody's really heard of you, you know, they're not going to buy CDs. They're not going to buy these, they're not going to buy this stuff. So it's, it, I mean, it's so important to be here on those dates. And so that, yeah. So what did you guys do in that year after that, after that happened? Well, we actually pulled off about eight shows. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Despite it all. Anyway. Underground. I think underground. it was after about July or August, the stigma started to lower a little bit. And then the fall came and everybody was outside again together, not giving a crap. We were all just partying, uh, doing shows, having a good time. And that's whenever we got the, the local metal blacklist for playing during COVID. We're being masked mandatory, right? So you got a, a blacklist? Yeah. yeah. No, we got put on the naughty list for playing during COVID. Somebody else made a list of all these bands playing during COVID, and we made that list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to call say that person's name. I think I know who you're talking about. I remember seeing in the comment section, and there was this guy. I think I might know who that was. It was part of that rock scene. They got North Carolina that group, and I remember seeing somebody commenting about this about all the people that were playing during this time. So I, I don't know if I'm on the right track. Let you know, just nod. If they're back back with the title of something like Carolina COVID Offensive or something like that. Yeah, yeah I was I just. Mean, I mean, my thing with that is you should have asked them, hey, look, you're going to pay my bills. I mean, I know we work a job too, but this is this is our gig life, you know? So, hey, you want to put us on a, a naughty list? Hey, how about you? um contribute so we don't have to go do shows right now right so somebody want to cancel somebody else <laughs> <laughs> i think we just thought it's not no audio trailed off there for a second on that one um what was now what did you say on that i'm just saying that i think it was uh, an opportunity that opened up and everybody else thinks that they got a Yeah, that. <clears throat> yeah, so when are you guys. Have, yeah, have you guys um, have you guys gone started going in the studio yet, or is that coming up? No, that we're in we're in that process right now. Oh, awesome! So we're That's, cutting uh, tracks with the local. Um, and they've been very supportive and have grown some very, very polished stuff at Now, if I ever, if, you know, I might be mistaken, didn't, didn't you do the producing on the last album? Yes. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. I thought as one. So this is just one of those, is this a studio space you're renting? Is this a studio space that just, like, you know, just you're producing oh. there? Or is this one of those like set up like garage type things, you know, with the...
Yeah, that's the Pangea production. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's Pangea production. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's, yeah, it's one of those, um, just going to check right here. So that last one, I um, it was faded out on you. I don't know if you can pull the mic a little closer to you guys, see if that helps. Try that and see, because um, it better. Yeah, that was a lot better. That's better. All right. Because it was, it was right. It just at the end, it was like trailing off. Um, so, so, so when y'all first linked up and started, the new band member came in. Did was it in like an immediate connection, or you know, similar styles, or just y'all just clashed? Like, we knew the first. Years. We knew the first night. We did. Yeah. We, we, he came in. He had already done the homework. He had basically gotten a hold of our material. He asked us uh, sometimes individually. Like I came over to his place just to kind of go over the absolutes, so that when he came in, he came in the first time, banged out three. We just knew this guy was putting the work in, and that's really kind of who you need when you're bringing in a new member to get it to start happening immediately. And also, it felt that way for me too because it. The individuals in this band were in the, the right headspace, right age group, right family dynamics, the whole shebang. It was we were we're all in the same boat as far as we're getting older, we've got lives, we've got kids, we've got families, we've got all these things, and we're all just as dedicated to making this happen. And me and Jeremy have had multiple conversations about like how many more runs at this do we have to be able to keep doing this? Because this band were dissolved to find another band that's in the same position ready to do this. Is, that's virtually impossible. It's, it's like, this, this, this is it. You know, yeah. so to be in a group of guys that are all on the same page with the same mindset, ready to do it. It just, it. I told these guys right out of the gate when they were like, hey, we want to bring you on. I was like, this feels like home. That's amazing. I mean, when because when people normally don't play together, you know, you can play music, but sometimes you you got the force of it because you need another band member or you want to add another band member. But when it clashes together and it works very well, that that's that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so kind of just go kind of go around the room. What was your guys' inspiration, you know, like to get into music and also, you know, like you, what do you, you know, cause everybody has like most when you talk to musicians, they're like, I really, I really kind of looked up to this player, you know, this player, this, this musician, you know, this is the type I try to emulate. He's like, I really want to do this. Cause you have a lot of people that it doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, you can kind of go through the whole list. There's just like whatever your favorite guitarist is, you know, you kind of think about that. What was your inspiration for getting into it? You know, kind of like, just kind of go that way. Just start there. For me, it'd be Alice in Chains. That's a no-brainer. Lane, I just identified with him. I was able to match his harmonies and stuff. Uh, I'd be riding down the road in my brother's car. He'd pop in the Alice in Chains cassette, and uh, I'd just be harmonizing with Lane, riding down the road with my older brother. Nice. None. How about for you? Keep going down the list. Yep. Oh, um, let's go. I, for, for me, um, 
Well, it's really hard to hard to pin pin it down, but uh, I'm more into the the this late '70s funk rock and 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 country R and B, and it's just, just stuff that I listened to, you know, hanging out with my folks when I was a kid, uh, whenever I'd be around my mom and dad, and just the the really really good musicians that that were you know making music back then, and um, those, those those styles really stuck with me. And then I got to hanging out with some of these clowns, and they they got, <laughs> they got me into the metal, uh, heavier stuff, and um, I, I'm that's just that's where I got mine from. Uh, I started out playing guitar with uh, Jason and, and the other Jeremy over there uh, in a different band, and my influences were always kind of more the thrash virtuoso guys, you know, like Alice Skolnick from Testament, and you know. Um, yeah, just, 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 just basically stuff like that. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, current influences playing bass with this band, um, Nolly get good from periphery. He just, he knows about production and that's something I'll strive to uh, learn more about and, uh, all around sound stuff like that. Yeah, it's, that's one of those, like, that's the thing. Everybody has those, you know, Sepultura, you had all, you know, Testament, you had all those, you know, and you're just, you're going through just growing up. It's like. You know, now kids, you look at it, it's like, what the hell are these things? It's like, they're called cassette tapes. I had them everywhere. You know, that was, you know, I, do you guys watch Stranger Things? Oh, yeah. If that doesn't epitome Eddie's line, this is music. You know, what he's holding, <laughs> hold, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's just everybody's like, what music do that, you know, just, you know, you're looking at it, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like, yeah, please. The same hour band cassette too. I could probably do the same thing with the same cassette. Oh, yep. <laughs> so you're just... And I, I, lo I love it. How said. So, Jester, I'll be you. Was all the classic stuff. Beethoven, Grieg, all that kind of stuff. And then my dad, he very much had like a rock kind of a thing to him. So he had all of these great records. He had Led Zeppelin won like vinyl that I mean it's worth gajillions of dollars now, but it was like original. He bought it the day it came out, kind of shit. And so there was that kind of stuff. But as I was growing up, like when I was young, Michael Jackson was big because he was he was dangerous. And um, <laughs> you can say oh, yeah. that. Uh, if you had a man around, right? right. <laughs> that, hey, that, kind a... of, that kind of pushed me to a place where I liked the kind of music that my my parents didn't like, and then I got my hands on the Black Album, and then oh. it was it was down down the hill from there. I I got into the rest of Metallica's catalog. I got into Pantera, Fear Factory, Head. Yoga, all that kind of stuff. Wow, you you started the other direction. I cut my teeth on, you know, Master of Puppets. Nice. You know, so that was you know, so that was I might you know that I was just stunned. You know, when you're just when that first riff comes and when you turn on that album, you're just like, holy, you know, like this is the music I'm not supposed to be listening to. And I mean, it's just from there on, it was just an absolute, you know, so I mean, you know, every time you see. The thing with me, like I heard black first, and then I got load and reload before I, because at the time, 
you couldn't find this shit. Like I lived in a small little town in South Alabama. You could drive 45 minutes to the nearest mall to be able to even like scope the records. Yep. So I, I had load and reload in the black album before I even knew Master Public. Whoa. Uh, 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 oh my God. I, 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 it's, I, we need to go fund me to, you know, to, you know, for therapy for you. Oh my God. <laughs> I already fallen in love with that version of Metallica before I'd started discovering the early eighties Metallica and was just like, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, so so I mean, like I said, we're we're just we're gonna derail it here for a second. You gotta tell me, what was your thoughts when you put on that Justice for All album and you're listening to Blackened, you know, and when you when you're master of puppets and you've got you say, I mean, just because it is so different from load and reload. I mean, it, this yeah. is this was I mean, for one of those things, especially with you guys when you do music, this is one of those things, yeah. Uh, Master of Puppets, I bought that and it was, uh, I bought the tape. And a funny story about that tape is I've used that so much that it the, the tape itself flipped over. So like halfway through uh, Sanitarium, it started playing Disposable Heroes backwards. <laughs> played the rest of the rest of sanitarium backwards and then it became responsible heroes i actually want to hear that now if you saw that tape fell in love with master puppets because i when i popped the tape in for the first time and i'm listening to it like hiding in my bedroom because it's music i'm not supposed to listen to and i hear this beautiful classical guitar intro for battery that breaks away something so fast so aggressive i was like this is the band for me and then at the time i'm like man james's voice is so different on this because i had already fallen in love with that deeper more mature voice mm -hmm. and then when i got my hands on injustice for all and oh yeah listening to that intro to battery or to blacken and it, and then that breaks away to just being nasty fast and his voice was deep and angry and gruff I, to this day everyone's like master puppets is the best i'm like i don't know I, I think <laughs> yeah I, i'm right there with you i yeah i'm right there with you i was i would say um you know i would say Justice for All is probably one of my favorites, just be just because the way that it's laid out. I mean, I just I really enjoy that album, and that's you know so. Dyer's uh, uh, D and To Live Is to Die, like those tracks on that album were just. Fun. Yeah, oh. I grew I grew up on ACDC. I wasn't supposed to listen to it. My uncle introduced me to ACDC with the blow up doll. I can't remember what album it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite. I mean, that's right. when I was in the a whole lot of Rosie. That was a, that was a song. That was that was Rosie. That was who, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Rosie. That, that was the blow up doll. That Rosie. So that was that was a whole lot of Rosie. All right. Well, hey, let's let's not forget you. What about you? Well, I'm 
Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's no. I just this one way here. Uh, the first time I opened the beer pack, I was driving home from work, flying the beer pack, and I got the call and like, hey, <laughs> oh my god it's i i'm just i was like looking at what you guys were talking i'm just thinking too it's just so it's I'm, i think i'm still really partial to your in your guys's album snowflake i think it's um i, I still i really like that song that's a helmet song <laughs> yeah that real. Uh, yeah, I really like that one. Um, what out of sticks out you to know, you most about that? One. What was that? Um, just, I think for me, I just I liked I liked the lyrics to it, and I really liked I really liked the opening. You know, especially the way that that opening is. It's one of those. I'm trying. I'm trying to think who I really compared it um, compared it to. Uh, is when I, the last time I listened to it. I just it was. It just. I really liked the. I don't. I know. It's, it's. It was just one of just the way it was arranged was for me was. I really liked it. I just like liked where it just had kind of it fast and slow and slow. It's just. It was one of those. I don't know. I just. It's something about it. Just when I was flipping through the songs, that's the one that always just kind of stuck out to me. It's like I like that one. I like that one a lot too. When I, that, that's always been one of my. Yeah, and that it's so. Who who takes who takes most credit for that one? Jeremy. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll take that one. Josh came yeah. comes up with all the lyrics on that. Pardon me, guys. <laughs> it's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, guys, while I put my crotch in the camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the ass or the crotch. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> just, just come by and just do, just do the, you know, the X thing. <laughs> just gotta do the wrestling thing. Just do the X. <laughs> just got, come through. No, so talk. You, so the new album. What are you guys? Um, what are you guys thinking? Possibly like track wise. Is this going to be somewhere between like the ten and twelve tracks, or you think it's going to be possibly a little less? We're kind of throwing around doing uh, a five-song EP to kind of reintroduce what Strike the Tower is now. Uh, our efforts on the last six songs have completely turned the game around in the form of heavy playing. I mean, we're playing heavier, uh, where we still keep the influences as they were from the first album. Um, 
a lot of good melodies, a lot of good stuff, but it's just an angrier set of Strike Tower coming at you. Nice. So, like one of those things where kind of live song, and then uh, maybe do singles in between. Got no problem with me. More thrash. I'm like, speed. That's uh, what, yeah, it's, it's one of those. I, it's, I think, I think the part I really like is I like it when it's really hard riffs, you know, and then you can do when, when you can seamlessly at, go from just a hard rift to just like a slow breakdown. And then you can just seamlessly go right back into it. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like anybody that's been mosh pit. It's like, gives you that, you're going like this, and then you can take a breath, and then it's just, yeah, then you're, just right back. you're just right. Because who doesn't like a good hammering on a guitar? Just, so I mean, what's it's, it's just, so what's the farthest you guys travel? Are you looking to book any shows in the Florida area? Maybe I can drag Craig out to a bar that smells like cigarette smoke and get him out the house. We're, we're fine for Florida. The, the long, the furthest we probably have done is. is Charleston or, or Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, that was a, that was all the way to the coast of North Carolina. We, which we, we, did, we did Macon when we were uh, young Macon, in Georgia. Yeah, but that's been that's been a minute. But uh, yeah, we're, we've been focusing a little bit more on keeping it in about a you know two hour travel area just to begin with. Yeah, and, is yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, gas is expensive. I don't think. Anybody that's not part of a band, you know, is just, or has been to a set and watched them, who doesn't feel bad for the drummer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's just be honest. I mean, everybody else just get, gets to pack it. You know, like the bass guitar guy, he can just show up with his guitar case and his one little amp, you know, just like, I'm ready to go. What's your problem? You know, you got a mean guy. You got the guy bringing in 1,700 cases, having to unpack all the cymbals and set everything up and just, then you do an hour set and then you're like, all right, Bob. Time to break it down. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. I, could, I was thinking they could do a Home Alone, the tuba van, get a U-Haul and travel to Florida. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Well, if you can get John Candy on board, you're all right. That's we, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those things. I always feel bad for the drummer, especially those little small sets, because that's just a lot of work to set up a drum set. Oh my god! But some of some of these some of these four bars, guys that are willing to help him set up before it all breaks down and everything. So, he, <laughs> most, most, most drummers are gonna have a five piece kit. He's got a fifteen piece kit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's not a Neil Perk kit. It says there's a lot of extras, and but we know the importance of getting in, getting out. There's a band behind us. There's a band in front of us. So we try to pick through this thing uh, where he's got help. Yeah. As long as you don't do the striper <laughs> drum set, if anybody remembers that one. Oh, yeah. Remember, uh, you remember? Uh, yeah, he had them all hanging from chains. You know, you yeah. see he had all those cymbals ha hanging loose, and it was like this almost this 360 drum set where you're just like twirling around. Oh, my God. I, it's, so that thing breaks up in three pieces, and then they're out. Yep. What kind of What kind of diversity do you face when you go to a club that already has a preset drums? They already have a, a six-piece or whatever piece drum set. Like, how, I mean, I know it makes it easy for. You know, yeah. <laughs> we don't hit a place like that that, that that has that. But if there was, yeah, we just it's in our way. We got other stuff to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm sorry to be the dick here, but we gotta unpack your shit. We gotta move your shit to the side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We we ain't got time for this. It's just like with the other instruments. You know, you've got to. It's, it's it's your instrument, right? You there's you know, particularly with a drum kit. There's all this different geometry, 
um, and and you, you get used to how you move to play these songs, and if you, or even what you hear, and whenever you're having to play a different uh, angle or whatever, it's just it just makes the whole thing weird. So just for the sake of performance, you'd want to play on your stuff. We got a battery issue here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that always happens. Yeah. Get back to what Jeremy was saying. This this group is each other out on and off stage. We're 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 doing the right. It's almost like we got it down to a science. We can tear down, be back up in fifteen minutes. That's about that's our goal. Remember when we first started playing out, that was one of our major things. Try to minimize all the bumps stuff, try to make it as smooth as possible so that way we can respect all the other musicians' time. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Because uh, it's it's one of those because you, you just I, I don't think a lot of people realize just just the even just in a small groups, the logistics that goes into getting getting yourself set up and ready for these these concerts that you're going to because I mean, a lot of people, they just think it's, you know, just show up. No, you've got a lot of stuff you have to get set up and get tuned because it's, I mean, everybody, I'm not even I'm not even a professional in any way. I mean, I've got my bass guitar over there and. I think that thing needs to be restrung because I think the last time I played it was two years ago. Yeah, so it's it's one of those they realize just how much you have to tune those things, you know, just between between things. It just losses audio. That's the difference between a pro and a and a. I'm not even gonna say an amateur like you. He can tune it on the fly. He's like he knows that note's off. He's like, ah, that's off. We can tweak it a little bit. Looks like we might a lot. Looks like we might have one of them's frozen, and the other one we lost the audio. Oh, they're just playing really good, <laughs> like playing still. Yeah. So. Uh, and they're good. This. I know. He's, well, he's, he's so good. He's jumped from one screen to the other just like that. He's jumped. Oh, they shit. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to figure. They're trying to figure that out. So we're going to stall. So if you guys can hear us, um, just try maybe jump out and come back in and see if that see if that works. Um, How's that? Is that better? Hey, there you are. We got gotcha. you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, man. Nope. We've, we've we've got this thing down to a science, man. There's no doubt about it, and it's um it's it's good to have a group of guys that that like like Jester said earlier, it's in the right headspace, right? Where uh, there we we've learned to drop our egos out the door and and work with each other. It's not that we don't have our conflicts, but in the same sense, we we do really good at at uh, managing ourselves and staying in the right headspace and realizing. This is this is probably like our last run, and if it's our last run, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it, and I'm not going to try yeah, to wait well, I hope not. Like I said, every can go to YouTube, and like I said, check. They've got. They've got um, you can go to their channel right there and listen to. I mean, you guys have great music. Oop, we'll get it. We'll get it. Okay, we're back. Sorry, 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 sorry. Remix. There we go. I I I check it out on my end there. So we have it now. Try try that. Check check. There we go. All right. This is a live program, everybody. We're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> this is we roll with the punches. As I said, this is live. We don't. <laughs> there's no editing involved. No, no. No, it's so. While we're here, so I I tease this. Um, so I was gonna. You know, one one you're talking uh, talking a little bit prior uh, about 
in, I want to ask you guys, have you ever heard, um, listened to Native Howl, the thrash grass? Uh, no. Oh, if you get a chance, these guys, it's a thrash metal band that plays it, bluegrass. Okay. It, so he's, he's got um, one of the players, you know, banjo, the other guy, you know, he's rocking, you know, the acoustic guitar. I mean, it's, it's actually something that is definitely, it's interesting. Yeah. I said, I've never heard it before. It's like what you're talking about your, when you were mentioning, you know, the stuff you listen to, like the class, you know, classical was coming through there, you know, country. So I was like, oh yeah, this, these guys, I mean, it's amazing blend between bluegrass and thrash metal. I've never heard, or never heard anything like it before. Have you ever, have you ever heard fade to bluegrass? No. It's a bluegrass band that covers Metallica. All right. I'll have to check that out. Cause that's, I wrote yeah. it down there. And yeah, I actually have. wondered if, Metallica knew about these guys and I saw Metallica in Charlotte and when the show was over and they're just playing music like get the fuck out music mm -hmm. they were playing Fade the Bluegrass really yeah so yeah so they must they must have heard of them yeah it's oh my god uh, is that's one concert I'm just I'm still still you know shamed I have not been to phys, you know to an actual you Metallica, been concert. To a Metallica I, show no every time Every time I, I lived in Oregon, go, yeah, I lived in Oregon, you know, for 42 years and it was, you know, anytime you'd have a concert, it was like hours away. Like we're talking like four and a half, five hours to get to Seattle or it's down in California. And so it just never worked out to go there. Now that I'm here in Orlando area, now it's like, if they get here, it's like, yeah, I've, I've got to go. I have to go. Yeah. You will not I be mean, disappointed. And dude, they're. They're getting to the end of their road, man. I don't yeah, know how many more shows we're going to get out of them. It's, you know, James got to keep himself out, of, you know, keep himself straight, you know, so it's like you can't keep canceling dates, you know, for rehab, you know, that's, a, you know, so that's a, yeah, man. that's the, yeah, that's, they're that's the, you know, the door of 60, man. They're, I know, I know. Lars, just, Lars said an interview and he was talking about it and he was saying, like, everyone always brings up, the idea of how long can you last and when you talk about 10 year in rock bands they always bring up the rolling stones and mm -hmm. lars is like the rolling stones aren't playing damage incorporated every fucking night <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah you're not yeah you're not you're you're not you're not thrashing a guitar you know you're just doing simple string plucks you know for this yeah it's i mean it's like even aerosmith i think they're going on 50 years of touring. I mean, it's just some of these bands, I mean, talk about making yourself feel, feel older as you're listening to these things. You're like, as these, as these bands are getting this age. And so just hit 40, 40. I know. Years. I know. Ah, God, I'm old. <laughs> I remember when the album came out, I'm old. <laughs> you are old. Yeah. It's just how going to be around that long. We're going to be old guys in wheelchairs. <laughs> Playing, yeah, playing, playing Amici's. <laughs> so, you know, if you guys, so just kind of like around the room there, do you guys prefer like just the straight, you know, because we had some audio issues here. I'm just going to make sure in case, um, you know, we didn't get an answer. Do you guys prefer the songs that are pretty much just hardcore, just from start to finish? Or do you really like those ones that kind of have that ebb and flow? The ones that just, like you're saying, you got that hardcore thrash and then you kind of slow down. 
I, I'm going to say ebb and flow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I it's, but well, it's not just the ballad thing. It's really just, it's, it's the form of, uh, beauty and beast in one song, you know, the, 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 as you say, the flow of it kind of gives people that break in the tension and then we bring the tension. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I have an appreciation for both in that I like a song that is just two-dimensional, like Motorhead, Ace of Spades. That song oh, is yeah. just a repeated kick in the nuts for three minutes from start to finish. That, now, I, can't, I can't remember. Who's who's the bass player? Uh, okay, so just you since you said Motorhead, how bloody hard is that to sit there with your neck up at the sky with the way he had that mic – and you're playing the whole time as oh, you're yeah, screaming. No, the, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't even looking down. He can't. His, no, his, his, his he's, head's he's, up here like this, and he's just yeah. screaming and everything. And he's not even, I'm like, that has yeah, got to be. Back in his hell. body's 180 degrees, man. Yeah. I'm like, how, just just yeah. from your perspective, how hard is it to play like that? You know, it actually to sing like, because I mean, that just seems like that would just be difficult. I played my neck up high, uh, but I'm not having to put my neck up high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as anything, I'm, I'm luckily I'm not I'm not also singing, but uh, no, nah, Lemmy was God. So, well, you want to be? He was the, he was the epitome of metal. Because do you guys know the the backstory when he was kicked out of the group? Yeah, and he went to form that thing. So his his mission was to sleep with every single one of their wives. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so that that was that was his mission afterwards. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna screw every single one of your wives, you know, from the prior band, you know, before he was done. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's some serious. That's the that's some metal <laughs> fu right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you haven't watched Eulogy <laughs> at Lemmy's funeral, you're missing out. You gotta YouTube that shit tonight. And watch Dave Grohl's eulogy, man. It's, okay, yeah, I will. That's it, it, it. Sums up all the greatness that Lemmy was in five minutes. Nice, yeah, because that was just the thing. It just, it's if you guys could pick something right now to bring on a bring on a sixth member of the set, who would who would you guys love to jam with? Oh, fuck, I know that's right on the spot. Yeah, I mean, oh. had to pick. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. Isn't isn't that the truth? He can he can just he can just rail his drums and the same way with the guitar. I mean, it, it's a, he can hang in there with Max Cavalera and Probot, man. I mean, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I might. I would definitely go Dave Grohl, like top of the list. But I would also like go someone real obscure, like maybe Santana. Oh yeah. Like because yeah, he, he would be he would be interesting to jam with. Yeah, because he could, he would definitely fit right in there with you know with any guitar rift. I mean, that's so he's it's and there's so much to learn from the guy. <laughs> be on strike yeah. the top Lulu album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, looks like Chris's camera just fell over. <laughs> what happened there? Oh my god! It's, yeah, so it's. I was looking at the top here, so I didn't want to get to this. All right, so here's what I, I teased. I go, so here's the thing. This is going to be one's got to go, right? Okay. So, all right, here we're going to start with Metallica, Megadeth. 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 Megadeth that's, that's right. Ozzy Slayer. Slayer. Oh, oh 
Ozzy. <laughs> no, uh, not not the not the Black Sabbath um, part. Just Ozzy by himself. Ozzy solo versus Slayer. Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah, so there's a little a little thing. Judas Priest or Ronnie James Dio. Judas Priest. Yeah. Motorhead or Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Anthrax or Pantera? Anthrax. Oh, it's, like, can, we, can we at least give him props for, you know, public enemy? Oh, we oh, love, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. love Anthrax. That, <laughs> yeah, that, Pantera. This is really hard, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, that, that's, I, I told you, some of these are not going to, these aren't going to be easy. I'm not going to be doing like Metallica, you know, versus, you know, some other, it's just going to be, so they're going to be <laughs> Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. Alice in Chains. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was a quick one. That was a quick one. Yeah. I'm going to go Alice in Chains on that one. Who's got to go Soundgarden? So. Well, I mean, I, I know Joshua's going to be Soundgarden. You know, it has to go. Because, I mean, I know that. I mean, it's just, get, yeah, because do that one. Put a really good one in there, man. I don't know, yeah. man. Chris is a fucking man. Yeah. Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses? Awesome. Chris Cornell has not done a thing in his career that I was just. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses? Well, what? What? Motley Crue or GNR? Who, who goes? GNR's got to go. go. Not Motley Crue. Yeah, GNR. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Motley Crue on that one. Yeah. Motley Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. Led, Led Zeppelin. Black Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, that's a tool or machine head? Machine, machine head. head. Yeah. But, Damn it. That was not. I love Tool, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Tool. Tool. I'm with that one. <laughs> oh, then, then this is the last one I had was the Dave Grohl battle. Foo Fighters or Nirvana? Nirvana. Nirvana. Foo Fighters. Foo Nirvana. Fighters. Nirvana. <laughs> so it's like, you got to both, you know, it's like, who do you get rid of? The Dave Grohl, um, you know, drummer or the Dave Grohl guitar? You know, we, who goes? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Snares like you know, newsflash later, Strike the Tower breaks up due to incredible. <laughs> yeah, due to Craig's, you get rid of one. Yeah, no, that's what I said. I told you what, what these weren't going to be easy. Like you know, it's it's a couple of those, but yeah, there's a. And it looks like yeah, a few people are you know are really agreeing with the. This band comes from all four corners of metal, and it's interesting to hear it because I mean I, I know this from just hanging out with these guys. It's interesting to to hear it come out through a questionnaire like that. But this band is from all four corners of it. It's, it's, it's awesome. And yep. that's one of the things I like with writing because it's like I'll, I'll put together a sequence of riffs and drum beats and come to the table with it and have this whole idea built up in my head about how this song is going to go. And then it just starts getting like chopping block, hashed apart, Glued together, and it just, and then all of a sudden, there's this Frankenstein that comes from the five of us that becomes Strike the Tower. That's and, cool. And just before this this podcast, we were talking. And I was telling the guys, I was like, I love the fact that if any one member of this band isn't present, we suffer. Wow. We don't sound as good. It takes the That's five awesome. to do it. And it's a it's a real beautiful magical thing that I'm very happy to be a part of. 
Yeah, and that was you kind of you kind of hit on that too because I was that was one of the questions I I still had to ask you guys. What is the easiest part for you guys? Is it coming up with a lyric or is it coming up with a rift? You know, which one comes first? Yeah, the rift. The rift the the takes the longest, but it it, it comes it's done in a cap collaboration where the weight is really on Josh lyrically, um, and then he knows when it's gonna he knows when it's gonna gel when he tries it for the first time against the music that we pretty much slaved over, uh, and then gets to the point where he enhances every bit of it with every rehearsal because he takes it home and he works on it. Yeah. And, and also too, to Josh's credit, which is not something that I've dealt with with a lot of uh, lyricists or singers is they, he's very open to collaboration and, um, it's been fun to work with him on stuff and work with him on putting together concepts and ideas and getting uh, the songs to the place that we are all happy with. Yeah. And then um, somebody had a question too. Uh, Brian, he's like, does, um, does it depend on the song you're writing? I mean, is it, do you ever have some where some, it just seems to go easier? Cause. Oh, oh yeah. Some we just work really hard trying to figure out how to get the riffs together. And other ones, it just seems like they just fall right in our laps. Yeah, the other, I, I hadn't seen this one. This comment, he just had, that's always been the unspoken thing in most people's heads, but nobody really wants to utter those words. <laughs> that that it, it was one of those things. If it hadn't been for Cobain's death, you know, we wouldn't have known the greatness of Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl. Sir Brian. Yeah, Dave would still be there. He just would still be in the shadow. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's one of those things. Most people don't like to utter it, but everybody kind of understands. It's like it's made. You know, this was this was the, I guess the blessing out of the tragedy. I guess you know how you could say it. I mean, I, I don't. It's in what um kind of the, what is do you guys find is inspiration strikes you the most i mean is it's one of those i mean are you just laying there in bed at night and all of a sudden you sit up and you're like oh my god that's the that's the rift you know that's the lyric i need to go with that it's in my experience it's the the one that's addictive it's like you'll you'll have riff after riff after riff or song idea after song idea but it's the one that digs into your brain that you can't let go of and it's just like i have to finish this to get this earwig out of my fucking head it's the one you think about in the car it's the one you can't wait home to get back to and do it again yeah that in my experience is that one that's that's cool because it's pulling out you got to pull over the side of the road and you just got to start jotting it down do you, do you find that jot do you, do you find that you're just you're going around it's like you finally come up with those lyrics and you just got to pull right over and just start writing them down yeah, grab the phone out, put the little dicta thing on there, and just start singing it. Swerving. For me, it's when I have two riffs that really complement each other. That's when I. That's when I know. Uh, yeah, it's that's that's probably got to be the coolest thing. Is just as a as a group when you just you kind of get that feeling like you know that's it. That was the click. That's that's exactly Basically, what we. Hi hat and that snare. <laughs> 
when they yep. line up and get together. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> when you all play, what would be the drink of choice for the night? Or it just varies by what venue you're in. So, do we want to classify like liquor, beer? We don't drink wine. I mean, I mean um, who drinks wine? Some, did you bring your wife out, or did you come out? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, those are, that's reserved for acoustic shows only. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the MTV Unplugged. So, I mean, it could be beer or it could be liquor. I mean, just drink a choice. I mean, I have a beer and a cup of liquor, so, I mean, don't judge me. Uh, being, being a professional drinker, uh, a lot of times it depends on what's available at the venue. But if you're playing a festival, you have to go with a light beer. Please. Yeah, water, water, water. yeah, something like middle light course, like you're gonna be drinking if, all if, day. If it's outdoors, you're gonna sweat it all out anyway. <laughs> no, if, if, if you're playing a good place, it's got a good selection of beer. I'm, I'm typically gonna go with something like an IPA, maybe a Guinness, and uh, have a feel. Well, North Carolina has a really strong presence brewery, so you're gonna find like all the up at all Yes. That's the other guys who for this guy. Water for that guy. Water for water for that guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll he's, he's cut off. Water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who doesn't want to do like the eighties, you know. 80s garage band, you know, thing and have the MD bottles back there on the table yeah. along with a Paps Blue Ribbon, you know, because you get, you know, you want to live the, you know, the authentic experience of the 1980s metal band. We're not discriminatory at all. That's right. <laughs> if, if all we got is boons, we're, we're going to rock this thing. <laughs> Funny story. It's, uh, we, we have a song on the set right now. It's a brand new song, so it's like the working title with PBR. And we've oh, nice. Talking, we've been talking about it so much that I got a PBR ad. I think. Yeah, they don't say, they say they don't let actively listen, but yeah, it's, it's funny how that stuff used to, you know, used to have. It happens when you're doing that stuff. Yeah. So, when was the last time you got a PBR ad on your Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like our last show. I, I talked so much about you know how excited I was that one of our fans sent us you know sent me you know French's mustard that I'm actually getting ads on some of my social media you know you know for French's you know so I was yeah so I, I almost added that just just for kicks you know and the thing you know the debate you know it's like what's the best mustard Heinz or French's you know just so I could keep it going since I seem to have nothing but the French's that's right that's right yes yes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <it's>, uh... <laughs> Some great <laughs> well that's well it's kind of funny you said that it's I, when i was a waiter i actually waited on pantera at a restaurant so i actually had you know dime back and i said they're right there I, I said i waited on them and everybody you know you see them on stage you're thinking just you know out of control type thing first thing is it's like hey how are you guys doing how are you you know oh how are you tonight sir you know like i said they're just i mean 
he wanted he wanted tea. He wanted hot tea, you know, with lemon and honey, and oh. there was no drinking. They oh, were just, I just blasphemy. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's what I said. I was just like I was completely blown away. I mean, everything was like please and thank you. You know, you know. I was like, hey, may I? May I please have the? I mean, just I'm like. I'm expecting you guys to just come kicking down the doors, throwing, you know, this bread is too dry. You know, throw, you know, throw it. It, just, it was all I could do to, it, it was all I could do to keep the chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. The head cook had a Pantera shirt on and it was all I could do to keep those guys in the kitchen. It's like, you got to make the food. You can't be out here. <laughs> yeah, so I was caught. Talking about, uh, talking about Dave Grohl and Pantera. Do you guys are you guys familiar with the show on YouTube, Hot Ones? Yes, I I, I love that show. Watch the Dave Grohl episode. It's about a month old now. He rolls in, and as soon as he sits down at the table, he's like, "We're gonna be drinking tonight." And Sean, the host, is like, "All right, cool. What are we drinking?" And Dave is like, "Have you ever heard of the band Pantera? <laughs> These are black tooth grits." <laughs> They're doing black tooth grid shots between every week. Oh, oh God. And I'm like, I fucking love that girl, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna watch that one. Yeah, because it is uh, is it was I'm telling you, it was just it was completely mind blowing because they were playing the Salem Armory that night, you know, that I think it was the following day. Just, so they were there right after their warm-up set. And I just it was not what I expected. I was not expecting please and thank you, hot tea. You know, may, may I, I just, I'm like, I just, I was just expecting, it's like, you know, mother, get me some water now. <laughs> I was just, that's what I was expecting, but uh, they were amazing guys. I mean, they're just, they were a lot of fun to talk with. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I just, hopefully, like I said, people, like when you guys sit down at the restaurants, they're having that same experience when they, you know, when they meet the strike the tower guys. Right. Until yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're knocking over the water glass. I'm done. I'm not tipping you. No, it would be like the power shirt on. Yeah. A really great fan base, and some nights I never pay for a drink. That's awesome. That's the that's band, awesome. The band usually does it. I mean, and and the DJ, you know, people that come into the club. From what I experienced, they never really do. Hey, what are you drinking? You know, we're gonna take care of you. We got you. Send us those clubs. <laughs> it's more like the yeah. Blues Brothers. It's like, well, we we're going to pay you 200 but you drank 500 in beer. So you owe us 300 <laughs> and, and then they, But they charge, they charge security five bucks for a Red Bull. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Come on, dude. Tighten up. He's going to write the check out in the car. <laughs> Here's here might be an unpopular position. I'm kind of this way. Mustaine's voice does not match the the riffs. Agreed. I I've just that's why I put that in there. I just he's one of those. He's amazing when it comes to the fans. I mean, there's a viral um, clip during the set. You know, you got the you, everybody's kind of filling in. He comes in with a hoodie and he's sitting down behind the kids. And he goes like this, and he hands him hands him a pick, and hands him another one like that, and just like that, and just gets up. And, yeah, he's amazing with the fans. But I'm just like, when you have that hard rift, and all of a sudden his voice comes in here, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I, so I don't know. So okay. So I'm not in the minority on this opinion. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe. Me and Josh are friends with a guy here in Charlotte, and he does he does a a big four tribute, and he sings uh, Megadeth and Metallica. Really, and his Megadeth cover, his voice for Megadeth is better than fucking Mustaine. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> that's how Mustaine should sound. Shout out yeah, the yeah. Shout out to Plowman. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one of those things. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's just he needs to gargle some nails or something, you know, to rasp up that. I, I don't know what it is. He's just he's just got it. It's just there's got to be some gravel, you know, to that voice. I mean, it just it's just it doesn't work. It doesn't work, especially live. It's but what does work is strike the tower. There, <laughs> got to keep keep plugging these guys. Yeah, so. Yeah. What works for us is we come out here. Uh, this is our Wednesday break away from the world. We get together. We get to fucking enjoy each other's company. We go. Awesome. We make some music and we just. The best analogy that I've heard about this is strike the tower is a muscle car that we all own. And we get together every Wednesday night and we polish it and we wrench on it. And every once in a while, we get to drive it out to a car show and show it off. And it's something that we all love and that we're all a part of. And we go out and we make it happen. That's I I, I can see it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, but now I just so real quick. Well, we got a few more minutes. Um, definitely want you guys to plug. You got your you got your dates coming up. You got a couple of shows that are coming up. I think September. If I'm not mistaken, was it September thirteenth? September the 11th. 11th. Yeah, well, there's one. That's one. And then uh, also September 16th. Five days later. So September 11th is uh, at a place in the Concord area. Uh, we're actually uh, opening up uh, for Small Empty Soul. So uh, if you guys remember those guys at all, they had some popular radio play late 90s, early 2000s. I think so. I mean, it's one of those. I'd have to. I'd have to look. Um, look at you know, kind of refresh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. Yep. That's it. That's, so that's, that's the eleventh, and then it's uh, our bigger nice show, nice in Charlotte, and that's September sixteenth, and that's for Wednesday thirteenth. Another national act. So those are the two that are coming up in uh, just the next month. Yeah. I got the opportunity to tour with Smile and Be Soul, and those guys, they bring it. They aren't fucking around. They're, those guys are serious. I think I got, let's see. This. You guys know who they are. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday, fun day, September the 11th, man. Come out. Amici's in Concord. Home for the day, Solarist. And uh, have you got the uh, flyer available for the uh, September 16th? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, let's see, I just dropped it off here. Sorry about that. Right there. there, there 20 is. years of fear. Um, 
Wednesday is a local guy around here. He's been around for a while. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, just to see the hometown guy get out and make it uh, somewhat of a national appearance, or international appearance. He does a lot of European tours as well. But this is his 20 years of fear. He's been doing this for a while. Actually, part two, as you see right there. So this is another year of that, uh, that tour. Uh, so glad to see uh, Wednesday be successful with what he does and support him in this effort. It's good to be back at Amos and South End. Yeah. It was a venue that closed down for a while during during pandemic and all that stuff, and now they're back up and running. And nice. It it, it was un, There was a lot that was going on. There was some really great local venues here that had a lot of good national acts like Tremont and Amos's, and um, they struggled. Uh, Tremont closed down permanently, but Amos was able to come back and, you know, fighting the good fight against uh, Live Nation and and their venues and their bullshit. It's it's good to have some hometown guys that are willing to do some hometown bands. And it's yeah, that, the battle that we fight, man. Well, I hope you guys, you know, sell that place out, you know, and just, you know, rock a pretty good, you know, size crowd. Because as I said, you guys, you guys definitely, you know, you're definitely putting in the effort. And like I said, I, I just, I hope, hope for the best for you guys, you know, that that keeps going out. I mean, it's just, I appreciate Joshua. Like I said, you're reaching out again. And like I said, it was cool to, when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah. I go, it just, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know if you know that I had just gotten an email two days prior from the guests that's coming up, apologizing that they had to reschedule. That was, so that was I had, disguise. Um, yeah. So I had that, that following Wednesday, Oh, just had just opened up. And so you just, all of a sudden just bing, pops up. He's like, Hey man, I got to do stuff. I do all this stuff. And I'm like, Wednesday's book. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we did it. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. If you had told me the last time that we were on your show, that we would be opening for two national acts in the same week, I would have told you to get the hell out of here. Wow. Yeah. i, I I'm super happy for you guys. Like I said, it's just, you know, I, I hope, I hope for the best. Like I said, you know, definitely with everything you say, keep in touch, you know, just like you said, you're more than happy to s send the information our way and I'll post it for you. You know, or just like I said, get up there. Cause yeah, we definitely want to, you know, just get the word up because like you said, I really just, I'm happy that the scenes opening back up, you know, and you guys just, and it's getting back in full swing where people are starting to go. Cause that's just, that's, that's what's been needed. I mean, everything from the venues, from you guys, it's just, and it just brings more exposure, more gear, possible, you know, possibly talked about some merchandise that's coming up, possibly a new oregano grinder. That's what yeah. we're going to call it, an oregano grinder. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a you know, custom strike the tower one. That may, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what we're going to call it. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Look at, I mean, just imagine the cooking you can do with that grinder. It's just amazing. You know, you can get some serious baking done. With that grinder, some serious baking can happen. This and is, look at that! Like, I mean, just the cooking oil that can go in that that container as well. Yeah. <laughs> this I mean, or the oregano. Yes. This. Yes. 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 Does that does that come with some baking paper too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just lay, lay that right on there. It's just perfect. Perfect. 
And these have been okay. baking tips by Strike the Tower in Three Beards Podcast. <laughs> yeah, if we give a quick shout out, Missy Wood has provided us a lot of great ideas for new merch product instead of just the old standbys with shirts and beanies nice. and things. Yeah, she's she's really come in and, and showed us the possibilities. So thank you, Missy Wood, for all you do. Yeah, that flat that flask was really nice looking. I said I really like that. The, way, the logo on that that black looked really nice. Yeah, that's right. That's water. Stay hydrated out there. Water. Stay hydrated, my friends. That's high quality H2O. <laughs> yeah, you, oh man, you could you can seriously put a nice party in that in that in that container there. Depending on what it is, we're just gonna yeah, pay attention I, to the pay attention to the drummer. He's gonna have that one tucked in the belt belt loop. <laughs> it's like, does anybody notice he's off key right now? I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the drummer don't have to worry about key. Yeah, I know. I was I, I said is I was like I was one of those things. I was trying to say guitarist, but I said drummer in the same time, and I was just like, I'm just gonna roll with it and hope nobody notices. <laughs> That's the beauty of being the drummer. I don't have to worry about stuff like that. I count to nope. four. I'm six, and I don't have to worry about key. So, well, that's you really drummer. Just like real quick, just while we're talking about that, I didn't notice they, about Led Zeppelin until I watched a special on it, and he was talking about that he was one of the few drummers that actually plays along with the lead with the lead guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. so he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like offbeat. It's like yeah. he's actually, um, he was one of those, it's like he, he's not doing the normal thing. I think, I would say it was, actually, I don't think Lee Guitar, I think it was um, Robert Plant. I think it was, um, I think he was, that's who he was going through. It was just, it was like completely different. It's like, so he was like an off note as he plays. So it was, and I was like, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I can hear that, man. He was a loud drummer too. Yeah, loud. that was, but no, so yeah, so, you know, the, the instruments have keys. The drums have beats. So there, there we go. That's, what if we, what if we learned from today? <laughs> yes. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, I just, you know, best of luck to you guys. I hope, I said, I hope for much success. Please keep in touch. And like I said, it's, it's been, like I said, it's been fantastic and we look forward to great things for you guys. I really do. Hey, so let us know when the, let us know when the, when the album gets done. Yeah, when we make it down to Florida, we'll have to do this in person. You guys come out the show. Definitely. Yeah. Let me know if, if you happen to, at some point, do an LP press. Uh, like I said, I, I've got my record, I've got my player right over there, and I've actually got, got quite a few. Like I said, it just, it's, uh, it's one of those things. And uh, remiss, you know, even all this talk, I still don't have a Metallica one. I have not been able to find one. I haven't hey, one. I haven't wanted they to pay have, the ninety dollars that people have been wanting. It's like uh, they have their own record press now, so they're they're ooh. reproducing a lot of records. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's, that's, knowing them, it's still going to be like eighty bucks, even on a reproduce. Yeah, you got to pay for Lars's ego somehow. Yeah, <laughs> it changes big. Ah. Uh, Damn that Lars. We had such a good thing going with Napster. It was so, God. Hey, I'm I'm gonna defend him on that, but Oh I know. Oh I know. I'm just it's, it was one of those things. I mean down. I came I came from the days. I mean, who didn't enjoy the fact that you could set download and then the next morning it was halfway done? I mean, who did not enjoy getting their music that way? Hey, and then because of that, 
gold records, platinum records, that's a thing of the past. Yep. Being being in a touring band, everyone was like, Oh, that must have been fun. That must have been great. You must have made a bunch of money. I'm like, no, we were basically traveling t shirt salesmen. Yep. Huh. Yeah. It's it's really the internet really changed a lot of stuff. I mean, it's just a lot of things. I mean, that was just Spotify and all that shit. There, it's the same fucking boat. Man. From all those services, like .005. Right now, YouTube is the best payer. If That's you're if you're just releasing videos, your pay per view is better than any other fucking outlet out. So support YouTube and fuck everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, subscribe. Subscribe to Strike the Tower, and then while you're there, subscribe to us. Yes. I like this. Yes, exactly. Dance music. Yeah, I, I just, it's one of those things, you know, like what you're talking about, you know, the same way too. It's like, I don't think, you know, joking around, it's like with the LPs, what are those things? I don't think people realize the sound quality you have when you actually play it off of an album, play it off, t- you know, I mean, CDs are great, but man, there is something about the actual vinyl or a tape, you know, the sound quality you get through speakers and stuff. I mean, yeah, most people, it's, it's the hardest driven signal that you can get and it's the most direct signal. So it's yeah. great. Most people are used to listening to MP3 quality, and it's just it's like, oh, there's just nothing the same between the two. And that's that's why I was like, yeah, that's why I was like, if you guys have an LP press, I would love it. I would love it. I, d- I just recently turned a friend of mine on at work to uh, vinyl. We got into a conversation about it, and I told him there's a place here in Charlotte called Repo Records. And I was like, you need to go there. You need to pick up a record player and start buying albums. He is fucking addicted every night he goes home pops a record in and listens and the and you're listening to it different you're not scanning through bullshit on your phone and blah 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 you 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 know record out and you're putting it on a thing and you're setting the needle and you're listening to music he's got that nice little you know, this is great. I'm usually I'm sitting like you know, sometimes on night I'll put them Boston. I got my Boston out. You know, just throw that thing on there and just set it. It is. It's like yes. You know, I don't want to melt people's faces here in the house with thrash. I mean, that's what I need to do. I mean, it's just got master puppets. You know, that got the towers. It's that's what that's what you have to. Have. <laughs> yeah. One All right, guys. Favorite, favorite jokes from a sitcom. Do you did you guys ever watch Third Rock from the Sun? Mm-hmm. It was like pilot episode when they first got to Earth and they're trying to figure out what CDs are. And John Lithgow's like, when are these Earthlings going to figure out the superior sound quality of vinyl? Oh, that's, I, I don't remember that one. That's fantastic. Yeah, because that's, yeah, I, I don't know. You got it. You, you have to. Anybody that hasn't done it, you have to listen to you, There's no comparison at all. I mean, it's just if you can get the surround speakers around the room, yeah. you, you just, you're, you're there in concert. Yeah. So, you know, if I can't make it to North Carolina, I got to have the LP strike the tower so I can actually pretend I'm there. Absolutely. And yeah. we can make it down to Florida sometime. Yeah. That, no, that, that would be fantastic. Like I said, let us let us know because, I mean, that'll be that'd be the easiest for the three of us to get there, especially if you guys are you know a little closer. But, guys, yeah, best 
best of luck to you. I said, please let us know when the new album comes out. I said, good luck on the September 11th and the 16th. You know, hope those dates rock and you guys can sell those, sell those venues out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I right, mean, yeah, definitely. Like I said, reach out again. Like I said, I was, I was happy to do it. So, All yeah, right, we'll have rock. to do this again soon. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Your podcast. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys later on. This episode was brought to you by Three Beers Podcast because we're still waiting on a sponsor. You hear that, Frenches? I've dropped your name how many damn times? Come on, Frenches. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I'll just. I mean, I'm. You're going to make me go to the law firm around here. I don't. It's. It's. it's you're going to make me go. Well, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the blah 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 blah. You know, law firm studios, and that's going to just drive me crazy. Come on, Francis. Come on, somebody. Hot sauce. I don't hey, care. Money's money. Come on now. That's right. That, I know money's money, but you know, there's, at some point you just got you. You got to swallow your pride, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. So just check us out on social media. Go like, subscribe. Um, every. Just when you're there, you know, like I said, strike the tower. Go to there, follow them. They're on Twitter as well at strike the tower. Um, are you guys on Instagram by any chance? Yes. Okay, so Instagram as well. Uh, follow their YouTube along with us. This show is also rebroadcast on ERRT Radio every Wednesday night after Into the Outer Realms. It's about 11 p.m. ish is when we're on there. So thanks to Ron for that. You can also you can also check us out, like I said, on threebeardspodcast.com, where you can find us on our merchandise, or you can go redbubble.com and threebeardspodcast. Find our merchandise there. Thank you to everybody for the stars and the support that you give us here. We really appreciate that. I just you know thanks again for everybody for watching. I just really there, and just we were going to be back next week for another show. And I said, but once again, don't forget Facebook. Go follow them. Strike the tower. They're on the Facebook there. That's it. Yep. I'll take, was that Yingling? Is that the, was that? Yep. Yingling. I, who did, okay. Raise it real quick. Show of hands. Who thought it was a Chinese company? <laughs> I, 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 I won't be, I won't be ashamed. I thought it was a Chinese company. And all of a sudden it's like, it's America's oldest brewery. I'm like, bullshit. And then they're like, no, it's, a, I think it was a German. I think it was a German brewer. It started in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just I was I was blown away. I'm like Yingling. I I, I not all, not only did I not have America nor German on my bingo card when it came to Yingling <laughs> beer. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's one of those things. That, yeah. So that, there we go. What about that for you know ending of the show? All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. Everybody, take care. We will see you later on the next one. Good night.